Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Well, good morning, kids and kittens. John, are you with us? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Well, you know, you muted me, so I figured, well, if he wants to mute me, he can unmute me there, too. So there you go. There you go. Again, good morning, everybody. This is Taxi Stand Hour the mothership edition here on Radio TFI and on the scope. We are uh, joining you here on this uh, Saturday, June 27th of 2020 from the Radio TFI, excuse me, Northern Command Studio in E, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And at the stress level suite in Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower. It is Mr. Ed Van Nest. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you're having a much better day than we are today. We are just rife with technical difficulties this morning, and we apologize for that. Uh, while we're here, John, John, we're going to have you reboot yourself one more time because your audio is very choppy. Um, so if you could reboot your browser one more time. I'll take the kids and kittens through what's going to come up during the day. And, Alrighty. Uh, and we should have gone on vacation one day sooner, apparently. Ain't that the <laughs> truth? Good Lord. <laughs> but anyway, we're, uh, we're happy you guys are with us this morning. Uh, John's going to join us here in a second. Uh, it is June 27, 2020. As John stated, you are on the Mothership edition of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. We are uh, eagerly awaiting our special guest for the day. Uh, look at that. I can see John Shannon moving. Well, how about this, that? This is this is something. This is I close know, to, right? This is close to two somethings. There we go. We got there we go. Now we're cooking with gasoline. It only took us three minutes into the show, but look at us. <laughs> we hey, got... we just kept trying. We kept plugging a little train that could, you know? The chugga, 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 choo, choo. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I, I can. I know I can. I know I, know I, can. I can. I know I can. All right. Here we go. So I was just telling the kids and kittens, you know, we, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, big day. We've got our, uh, our one of our favorite people on the planet, Christine Harbour, joining us. 
Uh, although I honestly don't know how yet. No, I sent her. I sent her the phone number to call in. All right, that doesn't mean it's going to work, but we're here. We're going to try. As long as you got the, as long as you got the phone open, I'm pretty sure it'll work. We're but... we're going to try by gum. We sure, are. we sure are. So uh, it so... just reminds us of the good old days. Oh, yeah, we you know, haven't have it had considering we've we've been doing these this weekday show. God, what two months now? Uh, more than that. We started in March. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, and we've no. gone. Uh, it, it, we really haven't had the opportunity to use hashtag uh, big time professional radio. Although we made up for it this morning, baby. Oh yes, we did. And the funny part about it is. As is this was really just a minor snafu that kind of looked like it kind of worked its way worked its way right. out at, at least at this point in time it looks like it worked its way out we you'd never know well the gremlins are hungry they haven't been, just very quickly uh just to sum up john came on we're using Streamyard to uh to stream ourselves out we've had no problems with it uh any problems we've had have been self-inflicted but john's picture kept freezing up and then his audio was cutting in and out and i was uh i don't know mere seconds away from my head shooting off my shoulders i was uh trying i'm trying to work a solution here with three minutes to go uh but it has worked itself out and we're going to continue on thanks for thanks for your patience everybody so anyway john what say Oh, what do you got? What do you, what's going on? What do you what do you want to? Uh, we got some stuff we want to talk about. As far as I was thinking, we didn't get a chance to talk pre-show, so we'll do it now. I was thinking we'll kind of flip the script here a little bit. I've got two big stories. One that I sent you last night that we want to speak to Christine about. Yeah, I think we'll save that for when to when uh, Christine comes on. That's, well, I, uh, here's what or, I'm thinking. Or, or go ahead, go ahead. I've got two stories here, and. What I'm thinking here is we will start with the other one, and then we'll go mm-hmm. into the one that Christine can speak to, and hopefully mm-hmm. the timing will lead us right into that. Well, we'll soon find out. So, so here we are. By the way, kids and kittens, just a reminder, after today, Lord knows we're on a much-needed break. Uh, we'll be off for the week. We'll be back live July 6th at 9 p.m. We'll be back on with the night shows while we're gone uh starting actually starting today but uh we'll be playing baseball 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 2 p.m and 7 p.m each and every day when we come back live the the nights we're on live baseball will be at 10 p.m only uh 2 and 10 p.m so uh check the website uh radiotfi.com there's all sorts of goodies on there we uh me and the gremlins were up late last night inflicting all kinds of goodness onto the website and there's a special added uh goodie in there that i can't talk about yet but it's there and by the way if you're interested in john bolton's book uh go to radiotfi.com you can find it just root around oh yes just root around so john you got anything you want to talk about on the transportation side or on the transportation side no not really unfortunately this uh this uh, story that we're going to go through with uh, when Christine comes on has been about the uh, about it. If you want to, why don't you go ahead and dig up the uh, stock prices? If <clears throat> well, we're we're getting there. 
we're getting there. Uh, the stock okay. prices. Uh, let's see. Uber closed the week at twenty nine sixty one, down two dollars and sixty nine cents from last week. Two sixty nine. That's your Gil Christ number, pal. <laughs> Gil Christ led us through we, on that on that fateful trip. We didn't pay two two sixty nine is what we paid for fuel. Every time we saw that number, something good happened. That is no lie. So that's the official Gil Christ number. Go ahead, you go to the Gil Christ Church, you'll see it. And Lyft Lyft closed the week at thirty two twenty seven, down two dollars and fifty five cents from the week before. So keep up the good work, kids and kittens out there in San Francisco. And uh, by the way, Dara the K, uh, how was your sleep? The other day, we understand 100 Uber drivers came by and blew their horns in front of your house. Uh, oh, well, funny. <laughs> well, I applaud their effort. Do you really think he cares? Yeah, he's probably in there sleeping with his earplugs on exactly. with his favorite Michael Bolton music or something to that effect. Or Every time one of those horns goes off it's money in his pocket he knows that's yeah. another knucklehead out there that's putting dough in the uh in the i i can't pronounce his last name i'm not even gonna try so <clears throat> in the big k in the big k yeah he's not like travis yeah, the k go. uh travis the k was a certified nutball whereas dara the k is more just of a hired hand yeah he he's he was brought in to steer the ship and uh how are those rocks looking there, Dara, since you've uh, run aground? Well, now I've had two, or excuse me, had four, five trainees here in the last uh, couple of weeks. That's encouraging. And um, three of them were former Uber drivers. I'll say the same thing. You know, you put the lot, this guy I took out yesterday was putting on an average of 100,000 miles a wow. year on that's his a, car. That's a lot. I had two driver cars that weren't putting on those that kind of miles. And and he wasn't making squat for money. No. No you wouldn't. You know, and he's just sitting there, he's riding along with me with the with the uh with the rides I was doing and I was kind of k- keeping track of how it was going through the day so he could see that Yes, son, you made the right uh, you mm-hmm. made the right choice. Good, good. And um, he couldn't believe it, you know. And I thought it was kind of a slow day yesterday. I had a couple of decent rides, but uh, it was kind of a slow day. Well, everything but is relative. I, yeah, exactly. And you mean you could actually you could actually sit and, and take a five you could take a five minute break and you could still mm-hmm. actually make money? Yeah. Oh my God! Well, it's. It's good to see, and, and, and of course, one of the things we'll talk to Christine about is how things are going with the delivery biz up there with the, with the great and mighty Beck Taxi up there in Toronto. Uh, I, I know they were doing, that that was kicking off very well, and uh, which again, is it's part of what the industry need to do. They need needed to adapt. Uh, and now this gives drivers other options at this point. Uh, look, does it matter to you if you've got a butt in the back or not as long as you're getting paid? No. Does it matter to the customers who's getting the money from their delivery fee? No. But I promise you a lot of customers are going to be happy that at least it's going to the driver. And it's not coming out of the restaurant or, or anything like that. So 
Excuse well, that, that, that's just it. Yeah. And that, that is one of the things that I wanted to talk to her about and how the, I want to talk to her about how the driver participation in something, is that something where all your drivers are available? Is it certain guys that, uh, are doing the deliveries and, and what have you. So that those are kind of things And of course, first and foremost, I want to see how her, her and her family are getting through this. If you look at the, if you look at the pictures that she uh, tweets, it looks like uh, her family are finding ways to uh, kind of uh, get through this all, if you will, which is uh, fabulous. If you, they have a special, pos- the they have a special positivity that my family has, I I look at the pictures. I talk to her. She, she you know, look, you, you you know, I'm smitten with the young lady. I think she's the best. I think she's the ginchiest. And uh, I I just and it's not you know it's the whole culture. Uh, people are just nice to one another, and it's 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 very difficult to wrap your head around sometimes from from my perspective from from whence I came. Uh, but yeah. Speaking no, we, of. Uh... Speaking of people we're smitten with, I feel mm-hmm. kind of bad for our friend Shaletta Brundage. Uh, What's going on with her grandmother? Well, as you know, she lives in Houston. Right. And Houston right now is, I mean, they are they are grabbing their you-know-what. Uh, they're in some serious doo-doo there as far as the coronavirus is concerned. I haven't even heard any smart ass commentary from Ken Coons as of late. So you, so you know things are going bad there. That's unfortunate. And she's she's worried to tears about her grandma, you know, 99 years old. Right. You got all these redneck dumbasses that are out there, you know, oh hey, we can go to bars now. Not anymore. Well, they could, I'm saying. When yeah, right, right. The, and this is and Governor Abbott, I'll give him, you know, it's it maybe a little too little too late, but at least he had the horse sense to realize that, yeah, he had to shut this stuff down. He put the brakes on. Again, uh, he, he's teetering on the cliff. He waited too long to apply the brakes. Yeah. But this was a classic case of not only bowing to, excuse me, public pressure, but with the blind loyalty uh, that they give to Captain Coppertone. Uh, and we'll talk about more about this in the second hour. Uh, again, we'll, we'll speak to Christine. The first hour will be uh, kind of our old format, if you will. And yeah. uh, I don't want to delve too deep into this, and, and we'll do it all later. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, there, just because Captain Coppertone doesn't want to wear a mask and keep in mind yes he's being tested every day everybody around him is being tested so why why the heck does he need to wear a mask they're watching him like a hawk i'd of be of course i'd be just as cocky i i you know at least internally you know oh, look at me well, i if i can't possibly get it because there's layers and layers of people uh but Look, at least some of them are seeing the light and they're realizing, yes, it is an oncoming freight train, but they've seen the light nonetheless. By the way, first campaign promise from uh, Joe Biden. Yes. If he's elected president, 
Mm-hmm. You're all wearing masks. That's all there is to it. No BS here. You're all wearing masks. We're yep. just not going to play this game anymore. Well, all you got to do is look at New Zealand. They're, they mm-hmm. they now have full sports with full stadiums. They have had zero cases reported <clears throat> Excuse me. in the last, it was either three weeks or 30 days. Zero cases. Mm-hmm. They're done. It's over for them. It works, kids and kittens. It works. So, anyway, uh, I had this story here. This is out of the San Francisco Chronicle from uh, from Wednesday, the twenty fourth. Uh, State of California plans to go to court to compel Uber and Lyft to reclassify their drivers as employees in a matter of weeks. The company said that that could jeopardize their businesses possibly forcing them to shut down service in California or raise prices dramatically. See, this is, that that's typical Uber Lyft speak. It's like, uh, oh no, if you're going to make us abide by the rules, then we're, we're going to take our toys and go home. Well, go home. Go home. Now. Well, maybe what'll finally happen with this is that people will realize that it costs money to transport your ass from point A to point right. two or point right. B. Right. We're going to get so, to all this in the story. Yeah. So uh, the uh, attorney general for the state of California, uh, Xavier Bacera, and the city attorneys of San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego sued Uber and Lyft in May, saying their drivers were misclassified as independent contractors when they should be employees under AB5 the state's gig work law that took effect January 1st. Shockingly, they're not abiding by it. Who would have thunk that was going to happen? They now plan to seek a preliminary injunction forcing Uber and Lyft to treat drivers as employees before the case is heard. The judge on the case set a hearing on that motion for August 6th, so about uh, five or six weeks from now. Uh, the, The lawsuit says that keeping drivers as freelancers robs them of critical workplace protections such as minimum wage, overtime, and workers' comp and gives the companies an unfair competitive advantage as they can duck the cost of providing those benefits, which can add 30% to an employer's labor cost. Of course, um, Uber and Lyft, they, they want all the fun with none of the responsibility. There's a, it costs them relatively little to do whatever it is they're doing. Uh, the article points out that Uber and Lyft, which have never turned a profit, can ill afford any additional expenses. Both saw their shares drop almost 8% Wednesday, falling more than the stock markets overall, as we like to point out at the stop of the show every, each and every Saturday. Uh, because there's no money to be made in this business model. Anybody with... The, the people that actually know the industry and know this are not the ones pulling the strings at Uber and pulling the financial strings, uh, which is why this continues on. Misclassifying your workers as consultants or independent contractors simply means you want your workers or taxpayers to foot the bill for obligations you have as an employer whether it's paying a legal wage or overtime, providing sick leave, or providing unemployment insurance, uh, Becerra said in a statement. We're seeking a court order to force Uber and Lyft to play by the rules. Well, that's that's interesting to hear. That's only about eight years too late. 
you know, uh, we've all been trying to get Uber and Lyft to play by the rules since since day one, since this entire mess started. Uh, yeah, Uber and they weren't going to, they weren't going to at the time when they were giving these the outrageously low prices, which have have, have already jacked up. Don't oh, sure. don't let them uh, ease you into something saying, oh well, we used to be so affordable, now we got to jack our prices. They've already jacked their prices. And this was always the plan anyway. Anybody knew mm, everybody, Exactly. Everybody knew that. It's we, we pay the drivers high. We set the passenger rates low. We get everybody hooked on, on us. And uh, Bob's your uncle. Continuing on. <laughs> I love that phrase. It's, it's a British thing. And uh, I just love that phrase. Bob's your uncle. Well, we know all about the Brits. Well, probably we really don't. But no, we really don't. <laughs> By the way, to to our our friends over there in the UK, uh, more more Uber car uh, mishaps, please. The misadventures of Ubers. Uh, a, a video came out the other day of an Uber car literally driving in the bike lane, a segregated bike lane dedicated to bicycles and and pedestrians only. And this guy had his had his little Prius in there. So more more Priuses on their roofs, more Priuses on roofs. And uh, <laughs> would be fantastic. Continue well, on. what's the next? What's the next uh, best thing? If you can't uh, be on your own roof, roof be on somebody, somebody else's. Somebody else's, absolutely. I, I'd say it's a. I've got that tattooed on my back. It's a long story. Moving on. Yeah. <clears throat> Continuing on, I should say, Uber and Lyft maintain that the flexibility of a non-employee structure is key to their business models. Yes, so they don't have to lay out dough. That's what's key to their business model. Is is getting getting all the honey without having to tend to the hive, man. Uh, a list spokesman uh, who I will not name said, "We believe the court should let the voters decide. Trying to force drivers to give up their independence 100 days before the election threatens to put a million more people out of work at the worst possible time." Wait a second, they're not being put out of work. There's nothing out there for them. You do a greater disservice, Uber and Lyft. By flooding the markets. And this is uh, one of the many, many problems with your business model. Okay? So uh, this that's just silly. Well, what will wind up happening if, if, <clears throat> if they wind up facing a ginormous uh, lawsuit or, you know, some sort of financial penalty, if they don't finally uh, abide by AB5, is they'll just start laying off drivers, unfortunately. Well, they'll, they and, will, and that'll be the best thing for those drivers. Yeah, that's yeah. You're probably right. And ju- just to finish it up, and we're gonna uh, organize labor backed AB five, and now a broad coalition of unions are battling the gig companies' ballot measure, saying that the contractor model exploits workers, and it very much can, if depending on whose hands it's in. And I, again and again and again, we have seen what they what they do so uh but but what they're what they're hoping on is they want people they want the public to decide because they feel that they can uh mislead the public and they've done it before they've done it in other places the all the public knows is now now they're used to it oh i'll get an uber we'll just uber on over there so as far as they're concerned i mean despite what all the problems that uber passengers have and uh, we won't even. We're not even about to go into that right now. Uh, 
So that's what they're counting on is the public to, to bail them out on this. And hopefully it, it won't happen. Hopefully it will not happen. So, well, yeah, they, uh, that is crazy. I mean, they have succeeded in one thing. They've got a whole generation of people that mm -hmm. first off have no clue what a taxi even is. Uh, what are those things driving around? You know, they have people in them from time to time. I, I, I don't know what, what's, what's that? Never heard of them. Can you actually stand uh, and wave at one and he'll pull over for you? What, what, God, that's, that's a unique concept. What I hear. Don't, what something I, I don't need, something uh, I don't need to have my damn phone or an app for. I mean, hmm. What I hear from, uh, from COVID riddled South Florida is, and I've been hearing this for a while, long before COVID, uh, you're hard pressed to see a cab on the street anymore. They're out there. Oh, I know. They're out there. So let's let's move into our uh, our, our our bigger story. Uh, this started out with a tweet from our good friend Jafar up there, up in Toronto, a Beck Taxi, longtime veteran. He he tweeted, uh, "Our justice system didn't do anything in our favor, such as injunction when Uber was and still is operating outside the laws. Any lawsuits by taxi industry were ignored." Now Uber driver gets a green light. Okay, any punch to Uber's head is one hook towards a, a knockout exclamation point. Now what he's referring to here is that this story that we'll get a little bit more into here, a, uh, a an Uber Eats driver, David Heller, uh, sued, and it made its way to the Supreme Court of Canada. And, uh, and we're going to go into this a little bit here. I read this story, John. You you perused it, didn't you? Yes, I did. So so let's uh, let's let's start going through this a little bit, as as uh, as we wait for our special guest to make her way into the big radio TFI studio, our uh, our satellite studio, our international studio in in Toronto. <laughs> did we build a studio in Toronto? And I I didn't get that memo. Remember boy, that, oh boy. Remember that day you took the nap? <laughs> Which day was that? I take them frequently. Well, and what's amazing about it, this got done with as many naps as you take there too. So I'm I, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I am turning pro, by the way. I'm going on the pro oh. I'm going on the professional oh naps. God. I'm going on the professional naps uh circuit. I swear to God, I call this man, I'd say eight out of ten times I call him and he answers. If he answers at all. I answer. Uh, 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 hello? <laughs> uh, uh, hello? Uh, who, uh, who's this? Uh, oh, oh, let me call you back. Oh, it's I'm not that back. bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> I actually was being nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, what can I tell you? It's day 104, kids and kittens, here in, uh, in, uh, in lockdown land. So... But that's what I keep trying to tell you. What? It is, look, okay. The, the guideline, I know the guidelines there in New York are pretty similar to what they are in Minnesota. You probably don't have quite as much open as we do here just yet. No, but you get your, you know, it's a different scenario there. You have about 4 million more people than we do, if not more. Well, I'd say more than that. 
you're probably right. But, you know, we have a lot more in the line of wide open spaces around here. But nonetheless, I mean, I understand you probably have a postage stamp for the size of a backyard there, but at least you could get out of the house, get some fresh air. Get I some. Do. Well, I do. I come down. I come down out of the. Uh, oh, by the way, we had the tower lined with ivory, the the, the radio TFI broadcast tower. So well, but I, I was enjoying the sunshine gleaming off it. Why would you go do a thing like that? Because now every time I, I exit the building, I can say I'm coming down from my ivory tower. Oh my God! Cards and letters, folks. Cards and letters. Oh. No, it's phony ivory. It's not like we're going after elephants or anything like that. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. And you know what the worst part about it is? <laughs> All this time, I thought you were saying ivy, not ivory. Uh. <laughs> I did, seriously. I thought you were talking about ivy, you know. Ivy like, towers. Yeah, which... What, uh, what, like this is my version of Wrigley Field? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we... Got a lot of baseball going on now. We do. So. We do. We uh, uh, <coughs> we'll go over the schedule for next week uh, in the second hour. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's an, it's going to be an exciting week. Uh, that's already up up on on the website uh, www.radiotfi.com. All that is there. We have uh, all any number of goodies, uh, a couple of surprises, a couple of things that don't make it to air. Uh, we have links to some of our friends out there, and we're adding more and more every day. Uh, people that are friends of the show, if you will. Uh, so uh, go go root around, and uh, and uh, you never know what what you'll stumble onto there. And again, if you'd like to read, eh, there may be something there for you. It's yeah. of course we you don't just never know about these things. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. So. Uh, so anyway, so in this case, let me see, where was I here? Uh, the Supreme Court of Canada has cleared the way for Uber drivers to take the next step in their fight to be recognized as employees. In a decision Friday, the High Court upheld an Ontario Court of Appeal decision that opened the door to a class action suit aimed at securing a minimum wage, vacation pay, and other benefits for drivers. So they're getting hit from Canada. Uh, California, this is good. This is this is what needs to happen. Uh, Ontario's highest court said a clause in Uber's service agreement that requires all disputes to go through arbitration in, in the oh. Netherlands. One moment, please. All right, now I'm waiting with bated breath. So we'll carry on with this a little bit, a little bit more when we get uh, Christine. Good morning. On, actually, on with us. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Christine. This is Ed. John is patiently waiting here. Good morning. How are you today? Very well, thank you. How are you guys doing? We're just peachy. Just look at that. Right on time. This this is why this is why we, we you're our <laughs> idol. We uh... <laughs> uh well in our line of business, being on time I think is probably, you know, yes. one of the top, top at least top three things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, how are you? How are things going uh, up there for you guys with the COVID and all that? Well, um, you know, I think we're just sort of trying to make sure that everybody makes it through here. And, um, you know, we have about 1,800, 1,900 cars in our fleet. We've probably got 13 or 1,400 that are parked. 
right now, oh not my. working. Oh my. Yeah, and that represents thirteen or fourteen hundred, uh, you know, independent small businesses right. that are are not operating right now. But for the ones that are out there working, um, you know, the the demand sort of and the supply are are pretty balanced. And with things opening up this week, Friday, we did about ten thousand five hundred trips. I think it was on Friday. So that's you know that's on the high end of what we've seen uh, as a best day since all this started. So I think you know drivers are starting to come back. Customers are starting to kind of move around a little bit more, so we're okay, hopefully. Well, good. Hopefully everybody's staying safe and and learning the lessons of us down here in the States as we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty excruciating to watch what you guys are going through down there, and I'm, you know, we're all thinking about you and hoping <laughs> for the best. I I don't even know what to say. There's Well, we're... We're doing pretty good here in Minnesota and in and in New York, as far as this is concerned. Uh, right. Texas, on the other hand, uh, all you can do is just hope and pray, if you will, you know. And I don't throw That's that it. word "pray" along out very much, but in this case, yeah, you just gotta hope that things uh, are going to get better for them down there. But yeah, so, Florida too. We're hearing about it's it's you know there are states. You know where you guys are, where the the state has more cases than our entire country. Right, right. Well, here in New York City, where I am, we uh, we we're the only place really where we've come down significantly because our governor, Governor Cuomo, did the right thing. Uh, he was right. out there out there every day. He just ended his daily uh, briefings just a few days ago. Uh, but I we, know there was a lot of disappointment. Everybody here, I was it um, <laughs> had a crush on on Cuomo. I'm telling you, my mom <laughs> so disappointed that it's over. <laughs> so we um, know about that too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, we've come down dramatically now. I'm I am here in Queens, uh, and and I, I mean, I'm I've been half kidding about it the whole time. I don't, I'm on day 104 of the lockdown. Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, it's, you know, I get out, I take a walk around the block, you go to the grocery store. But for the most part, everybody's been complying. Everybody's been, uh, when I do get out, uh, the little bit I've gotten around, everybody's wearing a mask. Uh, some people wearing gloves. I wear gloves on occasion. Uh, so we've taken the message to heart and it's worked here. Right. Unfortunately, other parts of the country, people needed haircuts. That's right. Wow. Well, so, you know, we're thinking about you guys. Stay yeah, we, safe. We appreciate it. Hey, hey, do, uh, slamming the brakes on just a bit here. Just as you called, we were just starting to talk about this Supreme Court case up there. Uh, That's right. Uh, uh, Jafar had, had tweeted out about it, and we we uh, we read the story. What, what can you tell us about that from your perspective? Uh, so it comes on the heels of the Fudora um, win for the, for the delivery people who were working with Fudora. And as soon as they won, Fudora left town, left the country, actually. Now, now is Fudora, and, was that know, a delivery app? Yeah, it's a delivery app. It's okay. like an Uber Eats-style okay. delivery. And um, as soon as they won the right to sort of unionize and become employees, that, that, rest, or that delivery app, even with skyrocketing sort of sales, uh, claimed bankruptcy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So they left. 
Wait, and what? so this what? kind you of comes to... on the heels of that, you know, okay. sort of event, which is a pretty large event. And this has been going through the courts for some time. Originally, sure. this Uber Eats delivery person had put through uh, his claim. Uh, it had gone to the provincial courts where they said, you know, this is crazy. Uber can't do this. Uber appealed. It went to our highest court, and it's been uh, – they've lost. So right. it's paved the way for a $400 million yeah, uh, class action suit. So, I mean, we're all just waiting to see what that right. turns into. It'll be years and years and years. Oh, sure. Well, th- it was something I was aware of, but it was brought up in the article uh, from CTV that that we were talking about here just before, prior to your call. And again, I was aware of this, that any arbitration has to be done in the Netherlands, which is what all yeah. drivers uh, agree to, which is just insane. Right. It's it's insane. Right. Uh and this is the problem. Well, I think it, yeah. well this Sorry, is the pro- yeah, it just brings it just tests that idea that people can sign a million page contract right. and be expected to really be understanding what they're signing and, and for a company to really be able to exercise that kind of power. And so I think it's really going to have a ripple effect on all of the tech sort of companies that really have uh, leaned on their ability to, yeah, how do you, you know, check a box that has you agreeing to basically give away your firstborn child and right. <laughs> expect right. that you should have to, um, you know, stick to that. I've said for the longest time that, you know, look, we all agree to terms of service. I have Apple products. I have an iPhone an iPad and right. I, I, I download apps and all that. For all I know, I'm saying to them, hey, come on in and, and take all my left shoes away. I don't know that I right. didn't say that. People laugh. <laughs> they go, oh, that would never happen. Do you know that? Have you read no. it? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> and I yeah, know you. And I mean, it's just, and I think too, I mean, there are some things you would read and, and you'd look at it and go, that is so absurd. Right. They can't even pretend to think that they'd be able to get away with that. So people sign. Um, but, you know, the idea that a person who has a complaint against the company would have to, I think it was $14,500 in order just to launch the arbitration right. in the Netherlands. So it's just. Yeah. And and I think it was really um, nice to see that our our court system and the judge that was um, overseeing this issue was like you know the amount the the balance of power is so not even out of whack it just there's just no balance at all there's just there's one side that has all the power and one that has none so um, I think that's one of the reasons why they made the decision that they did which is you know and, and now we're just going to see you know watch it like a train wreck as it's always been <laughs> yeah well that's you know that that's uh... This has been a long time coming as far as, uh, 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 you know, Uber and, and Lyft are concerned and all this. But as as we all know here, and you especially, uh, it's easy when companies like these just don't care about the rules. When they're willing to throw mm-hmm. all of their money at legal fees instead of doing it the right way to begin with. Right, right. Which, which puzzles... Well, they'll do the same. They'll tie this up in the courts yeah. for as long as they can. But that has puzzled me to no end since this whole thing started and where I was living at the time and everybody else. You're spending, you're spending, spending. It goes back to my parents lived in an apartment building where I I grew up as a teenager. Uh, It was a four-story building. Uh, Three of the apartments were occupied by families for a long time. Somebody bought the building. They spent five years trying to get everybody out. There was a, the exact same building, three buildings down, that had been burned out for 
decades. They could have bought, I don't, and right. I always said, why didn't you just buy that building and put all those legal fees into, now you could do it any way you like. And there's nobody I there. I think they hope to set a precedent, right? They hope that, and, and the other thing is they're not spending really their own money. It's right. not the same thing as, you know, Beck Taxi, for example, uh, engaging in a purchase of, of anything. This is money that drivers have invested in our business. And every time we right. make a um, decision, it affects, you know, their business. But when it comes to Uber or these, these BC-funded companies, it, I, I think there is some kind of, you know, when someone is just giving you money by way of investors and they're just handing over this money, there's there's the idea that not only do you feel less responsible with it, but you also want to set those precedents that don't, you know, that, that will maybe someday allow you to get away with whatever you want. Absolutely. Now, I, I would imagine you can relate to that uh, also this way. I will bet your, your, your two young girls didn't really appreciate the value of money till they had to earn it themselves. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, and, you know, and, and we all are it, like that. It, it's just, you know, it is sort of a funny thing that it's even still after all of these years, it's hard to almost really wrap my own head around it. The idea that there are people just funding this, yeah, just I know, throwing money into the wind and hoping that it turns into something, but having so much money that they don't really care if it does or if it doesn't. And that to me you know, so representative of what they're doing with people's lives in, in this business. And I, you know, it's interesting that this um, Supreme Court decision came one week after Uber Eats sent uh, another, you know, new agreement to all of the drivers in Toronto, at least, and I'm not sure beyond, to accept lower pay. Really? Oh, yeah, who in the hell would after. just, ex I mean, why, who would accept lower pay is there any is there some pot of gold at the end of this rainbow that uh good lord you who would you, even accept it i think it's a trap it's it a trap is. because what's happened is people have you know right from the beginning the idea that uber said and this applies to uber eats as well maybe more that oh yes this is going to remove traffic from you know and congestion and, and stop personal car ownership well all of these people who thought oh my gosh i can buy a car and get a job at the same time um now they're stuck in these leases they're stuck with these car payments and if they don't agree to this they're agreeing to nothing so it's almost like it's not a choice they've put people in such a precarious situation where they don't have a choice right you know claim bankruptcy or accept this new reality which is you know goes against every kind of labor law that exists Right. And also, if you don't accept it, you can't access the app. Oh, you're done. It's over. So it's yeah. either you accept lower pay or you lose your job. And there's no one, there's no buffer or protection there, which is really interesting to me. And I think it just, it reminds me how often people still ask me, why don't you lower your rates? Why don't you give discounts? Why don't you do this? Hang on a second. You're talking about a person. Today, the value of the work that he or she is doing is $20 for this trip. Why tomorrow is it 13? Right. I'm not, a, I, I'll never engage in those conversations. And it actually, no, just, as well, you, you shouldn't. Know, well, as, it's, as I, it's crazy to me. As I've said to many, many people since this whole thing began, uh, these vehicles do not run on, uh, on, uh, on cotton candy and unicorn farts. I mean, that's right. <laughs> it takes money. And, yeah. You've got to, I, I mean, I don't expect, and I had this this conversation with many, many customers, I don't expect you to know or care what my expense breakdown is. That's not for you to, just like when I go to a restaurant, 
I don't care why right. it cost. It cost uh, $50 for a meal. I either accept that mm -hmm. or I don't. Right. That's You're right. setting those prices for a reason, whatever your reasoning is. I have the mm -hmm. freedom to move on or not. But yes, it does cost money to operate these vehicles. And unfortunately, a lot of these app drivers, they, uh, I mean, they're making nothing. They're making well below minimum wage. And, and it affects safety. And we've said this right from the beginning. If you've got to decide between uh, buying food for your kid or putting new tires on the car, guess who wins? Oh, absolutely. And that's why, you know, it's so interesting to me that these companies, especially the, the food deliveries, while they're, I, I, none of them are making a profit, but while their sales no. are skyrocketing, they are giving no breaks to these restaurants at all, still charging, you know, upwards of 35%. Right. The drivers are getting their, um, you know, are being decreased in terms of, of their income. You know, for some customers, they're saying, oh, well, you don't have to pay. That's not supporting a restaurant. Yeah. This is just more, you know, feeding into the, I, I deserve to have this for free while everyone else still has to pay their costs. And, and, you know, the flip side of it is the reality. And in our case, you know, those 13 or 1400 drivers who aren't working are not paying anything. We've never charged anyone dispatch fees for going on vacation or right, if they're sick right. or they park their cars that applies here. But for the people who are working and, and some of them are saying they're making good money because they're good. taking that risk. They're taking the risk to be out there. We don't know the mm -hmm. cost of that risk, but what we do know is that, for them to make it through this, if they're going to do this work, we've reduced our fees by 50%. Wow. You know, we were we were curious about how are things going on the delivery side, because uh, we know you instituted that a, a while ago. And uh, again, how's, how's that working out for the drivers and for the customers? It's going well. I mean, you know, again, when something like this starts, you know, you it's it's the most important thing are the people. And what's safer is deliveries. You know, why take a person to the grocery store when mm. they can order those groceries and a taxi driver can pick them up? Sure. And sure. so on the side of the customer and for the driver, of course, you know, and for the grocery store worker and for the restaurant worker, you know, whatever that might be, it made sense to me that we would promote that. Clearly, our marketing and, and advertising budget is zero. We have no income <laughs> right now. We're we're keeping the lights on in our office. We're paying our staff. Right. Um, you know, we're running our software, but that's it. And this is for the sake of, of everyone being able to make it through. We don't want to leave anyone behind. But, yeah, that was the only thing that we did start to promote, knowing that it would be the safer option. And it's going well. Oh, We've good. always had a good parcel, good. package, restaurant, grocery delivery. And we actually had some partnerships, uh, still have some partnerships with, with grocery chains and, and restaurants. So it's, you know, the, my, the best phone call I received was when uh, a local restaurant chain said, well, I'm tired of this, you know, Uber Eats, we're done, you know, and already when they would screw up, I would just call back taxi to get it done right. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah. Christine, I, I, as always, we appreciate your time. And I'm sorry, John just keeps running at the mouth here. John, just, just no. quiet down. I will. I will. I'll go back good. and sit it's in the corner. Good. He hasn't gotten a word in edgewise, but I do have one question for you. Pretty much how it's how the show runs on a normal basis. You have to understand. <laughs> I, 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 I like the conversational sort of nature of your program. I'm, I do like it. Well, thank you. Uh, but I, I do have this question for you. Do you still have the black wig? <laughs> oh gosh, no. Guess, guess what I found last night. Oh no! Oh no! He found a he black wig. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you I got a message from. You're... 
someone in Singapore, a taxi oh, wait a company the way, operator. Hold, hold on, Christine. John doesn't it know aired. what I'm oh. John doesn't know what I'm talking about. I haven't told him. What I, I, found. I think I saw the video with her with the black wig, if I'm not mistaken. From uh, is that uh, is that what you're talking about? Undercover Boss yeah. Canada. Oh, yeah, that's right. Boss. That's right. <laughs> I stumbled. Yeah, across. it was a little uh, Pulp Fiction esque <laughs> black was. wig. I'm sorry. Tell, tell, keep, continue with the person from Singapore. Well, he you know he runs a, a taxi operation in Singapore and um, I guess it had aired there or he had seen it and you know we find that it still runs every once in a while I mean it's been 10 years since we filmed that and um, he now (laughs) wants to have a a cosmic cab and he's you know really you know gung-ho about some of the ideas or things that we had implemented there and you know he's pretty excited about it so it's funny how every once in a while a conversation about that (laughs) pops up and I I can't believe it. I I will tell you the truth. I I, I went on Google last night to look. Uh, I, I just wanted a quick picture of you to put on our little promo card for this morning, and I saw this. What I was a like, stalker he is, by the way. Uh, well, it's out there. So I'm not stalking. It's, it's anyway. It's out there. It's out there. Anyway, so I looked at this. I was like, what? And. <laughs> And I, I went. I, I've watched about. I've watched about the first fifteen minutes of it, at the point where your mom flags down a cab on the street, which is so totally contrived. I can't even begin to. Oh, it was painful. But it, they came to us about it, and I said absolutely not. You know, this show is for people who run national companies, where right. their head office might be in BC, and they're going to send the so-called bosses maybe to Halifax. Right. where nobody knows them. I said to them, everybody knows us. There's no one who doesn't know. I mean, this is not possible. But they said, you know, as long as no one calls it out or, or is explicit about it, it's okay. I said, forget it. No, it's not happening. They came back again. <laughs> and we ended up doing it. And it is actually funny. There was one one sort of scene or you know segment where I was driving with um, Akbar. He's the Cosmic Cab Driver. He literally was so consumed by the idea of all the cameras, mm-hmm. he didn't realize. He didn't realize. And we knew each other. He did say, oh, you know, your voice sounds familiar. <laughs> I guess from dispatching, right? And I'm going, oh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, and uh, I think because he was so distracted by all of the equipment in his vehicle, right. you know, but, yeah, it was contrived so much. I, I, I will tell you, as soon as I started watching, as soon as it- I started watching it. That was my first thought. Wait a second. You've been in that office yeah. since you were a little little girl. Yeah. They yeah, all right. know you. They know your mom. <laughs> yeah. How is this? Yeah. You're, again, you nailed it. You're not a conglomerate where you're going from, uh, you know, yeah. one city to another. You know what? That yeah. was a great idea. I watched the first few episodes of that when it was new here in the States. It yeah. made sense. You got these big time executives going to meet people. That's right. And it made sense. Okay. But now, now, you know, it... <laughs> but... I said it to them. I said, we're a local, like we're only in Toronto. I can't walk down Young Street without a taxi driver honking, asking if I need a ride. You know, like this is not, a, this, and that's where the wig came in, obviously. You know, yeah. And I just, it was, it was exhausting. I will admit that it took about two weeks to do it. We filmed overnights mostly because they wanted our staff not to know, you know, the rest of the staff, right. you know, that we were doing it. And I'm telling you, it was 
I can't. I still can't get over it. <laughs> well, well like it's kind of like, like a Clark Kent Superman kind of switch over. I think oh. something to that degree. Well, I... yeah, a bit silly, but you know, we did get to give those gifts to the people who participated. It was, you know, sort of, you know, I think the reason that sort of tipped the scale or why we decided to do it was it just gave us an opportunity to sort of lift the veil on not only our company, but on our industry a bit. I do think that people, you know, they'll come to our office and they're expecting that we're in a, in an RV in some office buildings parking lot, or we run a gas station or, you know, so there were some sort of, okay, well, if we're going to do this, you know, at least, you know, the benefit will be that people will get to see, you know, meet some right. taxi drivers who are not, you know, they're not looking at the backs of their heads. So there, there were some definite benefits. And I think, you know, it really got, we got a chance to showcase sort of the human element of, of our industry, which was, yeah. which was definitely a benefit. That was great. I, that I was great. I haven't watched it all the way through, but I'm looking forward to it. And, Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, too late now. Challenge accepted. Oh, no. I'm Look, I've been sitting here for 104 days. I am starved for content. Oh, my God. Well, get the Kleenex out, though. I'll give you that hint. I'll give you that little bit oh, of advice. Oh, get your okay. tissue box. Well, you, you, what do you mean? You think this guy has a heart or something? Come on. Man. Oh, well, I don't think – I don't – I you know, I, I would be very – you know, all I hear about is, like, people breaking into the ugly cry. Sort of, yeah, it's it's – Really? <laughs> it's pretty pretty funny okay oh by the by the way just one last thing i i, I have to uh I, I i guess you guys have accepted the fact because when your husband comes out and says you're directionally challenged uh oh <laughs> always yeah it's <laughs> still i'll let you that realize go. how many people are really as i call it uh, geographically challenged well but yeah but yeah. yeah, I'm the one who loses my my car in the mall parking lot. I'm the one who, yeah, like it. There's, you know, there's no exaggeration here. It's terrible. <laughs> I can spell all the streets, and I can dispatch. And that was one of the reasons why we created the software system that we did was because now anyone can do it, Anybody and you know, it. even me. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk about that. I like I said, it just popped into my thing last night. I saw. Oh no! It's so. been fun having you on. We're going to take a. Whoops, we're we're going to take a a week's vacation here, and I figured no better way to uh, actually go the uh, before we go on vacation to have you on. So uh, definitely oh, well, appreciate, appreciate you Thank joining you. us here, and uh, we will have to keep in touch as usual. Or we have you, Please we get do. notifications on your tweets, so we pretty much yeah. know what's going on. Most well, of the time. I'm surprised you haven't muted me yet. It's a little too much. Sometimes I get sick of myself. So. No. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me on. And uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. And, and stay safe, you guys, really. You too, Christine. Thank Take you. Care. You as well. Bye-bye now. Take okay. care. Take care. Bye. Bye. And by the way, that video is on www.radiotfi.com. <laughs> no, you're kidding. <laughs> I am not kidding. Oh, <laughs> again, our thanks to the lowly, the talented Christine Hubbard for spending some of her very valuable time with us today. And, yes, and jo indeed. John, you just kept jamming your way in there and, you know, it was very rude. You... Well, you know, I, hey, look, listen, sometimes when you're driving down a lane, you got your turn signal on, <laughs> you're trying to get in. Sometimes when you got a bunch of dickheads on the others, it won't let you in. Finally, you just have to. 
to hell with it. Either you let me in or I'm caving in the side of your car. Well, I apologize for not letting you in there. We uh, we were having a nice chat, and it just it was just flowing oh, very nicely. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Christine yeah. is so easy to talk to, and again, we appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Every time, and, pretend, you know, she is in charge of, you know, a major business in in yeah. Toronto. There, there she is. Did you hear? Did you hear her say, or when she said, how many cabs she actually Our has? Singing. You know, act, you know the ones that are sitting in the lot, obviously now. But I mean, these it it amazed me. I mean, our fleet here at our cab company at full strength is only like five hundred, and yeah. you know, well, this is you're very personable for having that much responsibility. That's that's for damn sure. Well, once again, it's the uh, it, it's it's the it, it's a culture. It's. Uh, Remember, that's a family business. Her father started yes. it with, with one cab. So, right. Exactly. You know, her mom's still there. Gail is still still there, to the best of my knowledge. And uh, so, yeah. if you're in, so if you're in Toronto and you need a ride, hail down one of them orange and green Beck taxis. You can't that's go. It. You can't that's go it. wrong. You can't go wrong. Or don't even have to hail them. You know, they got an app. They got a. You know what? They still have a phone number. They do. I think it's seven five one eleven eleven. I think. Is it? Could be. It's something like that. I can see all the ones in my head. Uh, That's not the only thing you see in your head, my friend. But <sighs> well, now we're just trying to vamp for time here because we don't really have time to get into anything. But on the other hand, we don't. No, not really. Not really. Yeah. But we will have. What are we going to have on the plate as far as uh, between hours here? Any idea, or is it a surprise? It's a surprise. Is it? Have I ever told you what's coming up? Well, have, I don't know. Have it? No, I never have. I never. Let me put it this way: it's there's a theme today. How about that? Well, just as long as it's not hair cloud, I think we'll be just fine. Think about what you heard in the pre-show for the uh, the scope audience. Yeah. I hate I hate to say this, Ed. I I was too busy scrambling to make sure everything was gonna halfway go right here. I wasn't even paying any attention to what you played. Here's here's what I played. live with that okay i will do so so we are uh we're making our way towards uh being done here uh what are people gonna do other than listen to baseball what are we gonna do for that matter that's on you monday through monday through thursday with nothing and by the way, we have any breaking news, like uh, something something happening to one Donald J. Trump or something to that effect, we will break in to talk about it, I'm sure. Okay, well, in that case, it looks like uh, we'll uh, see you in a bit.
TFI. Hi, this is Mike King. If you want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour, call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Hello, this is Robert. Mr. Iger, it's Goofy over here at Mickey Mouse's office. Oh, oh geez, uh, Goofy, is, is everything okay? He'd like to speak with you. But he, he's calling me? He's calling you. Is he okay? Please hold. Okay. Hey, Chipper. Sir, how are you? How's the vacation going? Uh, vacation, sir? Uh, Taking uh, lots of pictures? Uh, hey, sir. can I see them on your Facebook page? Maybe you could shoot me one or two over on the celly. You got my number, right? No, no, hey, sir. Hey, you and Willow having lots of vacation sex? No, sir, sir, sir I'm, I'm not on vacation. I'm in the office. Really? Yes. Just because you're sitting behind the desk doesn't mean you're not on vacation! Sir, I'm puzzled. There's the understatement of the... You're not puzzled, you're lost. See what I did there? I referenced one of our only hit shows in my stinging condemnation of your work. Sir? Speaking of which, what are you working on? On vacation. No. I keep hearing all this stuff about iCarly, Kung Fu Panda, huge hit at the box office. What are we doing, huh? Oh, oh sir, we're very excited about Camp Rock. That's just another high school musical ripoff. Have you ever had an original idea ever? Well, we also have the giant motion picture Wall-E. Hey, congratulations. You made Short Circuit into a cartoon. I think I'm going to start calling you Johnny Number 5. Oh, sir. Number 5 is alive. Number 5 is alive. Sir. What about the TV division? Jesus, Mary and Pluto, what have you got? Well, our summer slate is fantastic, boss. We have the mole, Wipeout, and I survived the Japanese game show. survived the Japanese game show. Right. I got gas, indigestion, and diarrhea. I, I don't understand, sir. You got three crappy things? And I got three crappy things! Sir, all of us are really excited about our shows. Yeah, you and all your stupid cronies. All they say is yes, 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 Mr. Eisner. Iger, sir. Don't they know I'm the foreman and you're the yard worker? Hey, Eisner. Iger, sir. How many ABC executives does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh, sir, we don't screw in our own light bulbs. We have a janitorial staff that takes care of all those matters. If a clue landed on your nose, you couldn't catch it. I got more smarts in my left button than you got in your whole head. Well, sir, I should probably wrap this up. I have a, um... Wait, don't tell me. Yoga class on the beach? You and Willow renting jet skis, followed by an in-room massage? Sir, I was going to say a department head meeting. Department head meeting? On the department head? Why am I never involved? To these things. Sir, you're always invited. We email you, but you always delete them before reading them. Wouldn't you? I mean, if you got an email from you, wouldn't you delete it? If you were me, which is one hell of a jump, I know. Email from you is treated the same way I treat email from people who promise me a bigger Jimmy or email from the guy who promises to send me a million dollars if I can help him get his money out of Africa. Well, sir, we're doing the best we can over yeah, here. Yeah, you're doing great. You better go. I think your department head meeting slash beach volleyball game starting soon. Oh, oh. Have a good vacation. Uh, no, no, sir. I'm... Have a good vacation. I'm, I'm in the office, sir. I don't... Cut. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard that one before. Well, it's the vacation one. Do you see the theme? Okay. Well, I will. I will remember that. I will file that in my notes for future reference here. All right. Welcome back to Taxi Stand Hour, hour number two here, Radio TFI, and on the scope. The scope. Yep. 
Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, and finishing up chewing whatever he's chewing over there. Looks like, uh, kind of looks like chewing cud is what he's doing there, but I, uh, I really don't have a description for it other than that. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Yes, it is an utter mess. Chewing cud, get it? Wink, wink. I we had to open that up for him. We trust you have a wonderful week. Your weekend is about to take off. Hopefully, uh, you were with us in the last hour. Uh, we had a lovely, as always, wonderful and informative conversation with the one the only Christine Hubbard from Back Taxi in Toronto. Good friend of the show. We always enjoy talking to her. But we're winding down the minutes here until we take our own little break. Uh We've still got stuff to talk about this hour. we got a lot of stuff that we didn't get to in the first hour. Uh, current events and all that. And uh, and by the way, it's a donut, John, if you must know. Oh, I tell you. I overslept. You know, listen, listen, listen to me. I, I've been trying. Hasn't always worked. But I've been trying to eat healthy here mm -hmm, as too. of late. I can't have I haven't had a donut in at least 25 minutes here so well there you go and i appreciate it i applaud the effort you're my rock right. you're my hero <laughs> gotta be somebody's hero oh oh excuse me so we got all sorts of sound bites and i got printed stuff and uh you've been a busy boy this last week i have i have so let's let's start with last week let's go all the way back in the radio tfi time machine back to last saturday night in tulsa and uh we're gonna start off with an ad from uh with some of my new favorite people at the lincoln project so let, let's take a listen to uh how they characterized what went on last week take a listen Hey, Donald, your campaign manager told you a million fans wanted to come to your first big rally. Turnout in Tulsa? A dud. You've probably heard this before, but it was smaller than we expected. It sure wasn't as big as you promised. Honestly, we're not surprised. We've seen that you're shaky, can't keep your polls up, and it's getting worse. You talk a big game. The event in Oklahoma is unbelievable. The crowds are unbelievable. They haven't seen anything like it. And can't deliver. Sad, weak, low energy. Just like your presidency. Just like you. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. I love those people. Now tell the world who those people are. Aren't they... Uh... Didn't I hear somewhere at this point in time that they're basically anti-Trump Republicans or at yes, least leaning it. in that direction? They're, they're not leaning. They're all the way there. They are okay. uh, They are anti-Trump Republicans. They are former Republicans. Uh, Rick Wilson, a very, very well-known writer. Uh, Steve Schmidt, commentator, used, uh, used to be the Republican. He's He is now a registered Democrat. Uh, many, many, rep uh, but yes, that's, that's who's... Uh, Mm. I actually that, don't really want to put this uh, uh, this advisement to the Repu to uh, 
Republicans who are either seeking re-election or want it, want to be elected, I would get off of Trump's coattails as quickly as you possibly can if you have any chance whatsoever. I think you're gonna. Fi- I think you're gonna find at some point here, closer we get to election, is some of these Republicans seeking re-election are gonna have are gonna make that choice. Whatever it is he has on me, it's not nearly as bad as killing my fellow Americans. And they're going to bolt. So he's been, oh, you know what he's been doing here? Trump's been doing here lately. I don't know if you've got this uh, somewhere in your stack, but now he's playing the poor me card. He always plays the poor me card. Oh, well, now it's, and I think he's, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the tweet in front of me. At one point in time, he says, Biden's going to be your next president, I guess, because people just don't love me. Right. I heard that. People people don't love me no more. (laughs) Uh, What did I ever do wrong if people don't love me no more? There's there's another group out there called Republicans Voting Against Trump, RVAT. There are self-made videos out there every day. Republicans that voted for Trump in 2016. We played a couple. I, I've, I've resisted playing a lot of them, but this, this one I'm about to play is one of my new favorites. And by the way, the video is up on the, our website. Hi, my name is Josh, and I live in North Carolina, and I voted for Donald Trump. My bad, fam. Not my proudest moment. I will not be voting for him again. First time I've ever, ever in my life, I'm 40 years old, first time I've ever voted for a Democrat. But, I mean, if Joe Biden drops out and the DNC runs a tomato can, I will vote for the tomato can because I believe the tomato can will do less harm than our current president. So just wanted to throw that out there. And if anybody sees this, you know, hope, uh, hope everybody's good. Black lives matter. Peace. I'm out. Again, go ahead, John. I was going to say, I wonder if black lives matter is still, uh, polling higher than the president. Well, again, it's polling higher than everybody right now. Well, this is this that, is that, true. That, that that thing that that Tucker Carlson pulled out last week that that was just a headline grabber. Again, once you got into it, that's why I didn't play it. Yeah. Uh, so well, it's paranoia is what it is, and it's trying to stoke paranoia in the masses is what it's trying to do. Well, no. Well, he he first says. Uh, with that and I don't want to spend too much time on it well Black Lives Matter is is more popular than the president but then he goes on to provide a list of everything else that it's more popular than and it it was just a oh I get so much stuff here so after after Tulsa he was in Phoenix on Tuesday he was at the Dream City Church Uh, we, we got a couple of pieces from that but this is uh, this is the 
the pastors of the church? I don't know who they are. Two jamokes that run the church. You may have heard this already, but take a listen. This was prior. This was the day before the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the rally, the... Hey, gang, we have some exciting information mm. about what we're doing to fight uh, COVID-19 uh, here at Green City Church. We're probably the first church in the nation to... Yeah, we've, uh, we've installed Clean Air EXP. We have a local Arizona company. It was technology developed by some members of our church, and we've installed these units, and it kills 99.9% .9 of COVID within 10 minutes. Yeah. independent testing it's a ionization is that what ionization it it's ionization of of the air and it takes particulates out and covid cannot live in that environment so when you come into our auditorium 99 percent of covid is gone killed if it was there in the first place so you can know when you come here you'll be safe and uh, protected thank god for great technology and thank oh, god for being you. proactive amen bless you guys 99.9%. I wonder where they got that from. And 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 the interesting thing, it's only installed in one little church in Arizona. Well, I don't know. My, my can of Lysol that I use to blast my car about four times a day uh, does the same damn thing and probably a lot less expensive, to be brutally honest with you. Yeah, but, but this is just, you know, getting people's hopes up. Oh, gee, I can go without a mask and... And that whole thing. Uh, rolling down the line here of uh, th th this was this was I believe this one was at said rally because uh, here's a couple from from his time at the church. Uh, let's let's do this one first. The ballots. Well, where are they going? Where are these ballots going? Who's getting them? Who is not getting them? little section that's Republican. Will they be stolen from mailboxes as they get put in by the mailman? Will they be taken from the mailmen and the mailwomen? Will they be forged? Who is signing them? Who's signing them? What, are they signed at a kitchen table and sent in? Will they be counterfeited by groups inside our nation? Yeah. Now tell me, he does not sound like your drunk uncle babbling on at Thanksgiving. I think he puts that voice on just because he thinks that kind of represents his uh, his base there. For the first off, you got to be half in the bag to actually listen to him to begin with. Well, I think he's high on his Adderall, you know. Well, that's that's possible too. You know, so here here's the other one from that same rally, and. And wait for it. The crowd is just, they're, they're salivating. They're waiting for the one thing. Just listen to the crescendo and listen to when he finally gives them the red meat. Her name's Wuhan. Now, Wuhan was catching on. Coronavirus, right? Kung flu, yeah. Kung flu. COVID, COVID-19, COVID. I say, what's the 19? COVID-19, some people can't explain what the 19. Give me the COVID-19. I said, that's an odd name. I could give you many, many names. How stupid is our president? 
you know, I heard the reason why they called it COVID-19. It, it was put out there. I don't remember what it was, but I did hear an explanation for the 19. Would you, like the, ex would you like the explanation? Yeah, please, actually. It was, it was discovered in, take a guess what year. Oh, 2019. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Information. And now that you say that, I remember. I knew it. They didn't just pull the number out of their ass. That's you know. But, but wouldn't you think that your president would? Well, but then again, listen to him slurring his words, and uh, uh, and the next two I'm gonna play are right up there in uh, in two of my favorites for the week. This is from uh, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday of last week. This is uh, Trump spokesman Tim Murtaugh being interviewed by CNN's Brianna Keeler. Keeler. And uh, it's just... <laughs> 90 more people than Joe Biden had at his last event. So the enthusiasm gap between President Trump supporters and Joe Biden's campaign is real and it is wide. Does Joe Biden have advanced staff that is testing positive for COVID? Uh, I don't know because no one, I don't think uh, people don't pay very much attention to Joe Biden's campaign and everyone seems to be focused a lot on the president's uh, re-election campaign. And I would tell you that Joe Biden hasn't had a press conference in 81 days. And just today, uh, he rejected our call for an earlier and longer debate schedule. And we know that key Democrats who support him, like former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, they say that Joe Biden should stay in his basement. I mean, that's not the way that Americans can get a look at a man who says he wants to be president. Americans deserve but a full vetting. Tim, last Tim, week, you know last I will say this. Now, now, I have to interrupt you there because Joe Biden has been out. You know this because you're the comms director and you follow this. He's been in Pennsylvania. He's met with small business owners. He held a roundtable with community members. He delivered remarks on the economy and the jobs report. I get, I'm also, I just got to be honest, I'm surprised you bring it up because there's really only one person who sought refuge in a basement recently. Ow! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, th there was more to that, but th th I, I decided that was the to... perfect place to end it. Right. I, I mean, he he was a bit stunned there for a second, and then he he went back to his to his gibberish. And uh, now here's one of your favorite people of all time from from uh, Tuesday again. Uh, what is it you call him, Buckethead? Oh, yes, Sean Hannity, Buckethead. Here, here is Sean Hannity interviewing Mark Cuban. You know, Mark Cuban, billionaire, real billionaire, owns uh, owns the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, he's a Shark Tank guy, but take a listen. Do you believe that he has the strength, the stamina, the mental acuity, the alertness to be taking on what is the toughest job in the world? being the president yes. of the United States, do you in your heart believe he does? 100%, absolutely, no question about it. Okay. Donald Trump doesn't want to run a country. He wants to run a campaign. Joe Biden actually wants to run a country. Okay, that's you. Give me a bump. I'd have to say that's the most concise comment, the most concise description I have heard. Mm -hmm. Trump wants to run a campaign, not a country, and Biden wants to run a country. Uh I'm not a big Mark Cuban fan, but boy, oh boy, I got to tell you what, he nailed it on that one.
Yeah, absolutely. He nailed it on that one. Look, it, it's really it, it's 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 kind of funny because all these uh, conservative uh, commentators, with maybe the exception of Ann Coulter, have uh, jumped on the old Trump train. And when that uh, when that Trump train crashes into the uh, ravine, he's going to take a lot of these uh, yo uh, yo yos with him. Well, it's already begun because a lot of them are losing their major advertisers. And again, if you if you watch closely now, you will see most of them, most of Fox's prime time people, are starting to backpedal a little bit because of the lawsuits that are being filed. Uh, Fox News is being held uh, is being sued for their part in the misinformation campaign, as it, as it pertains to the uh, coronavirus. COVID. 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 What? What's the number? Yeah. Uh, uh. 19. Say that number. Say that number. Say it! Say it! So, the other day... Pardon the, me, teacher? Is it 19? <laughs> That's the same age as your granny. Yeah, there you go. So, the other day, there was a, a congressional hearing regarding Roger Stone uh, and his sentencing and all that. By the way, this came out last night. Uh he petitioned the judge. He didn't want to. He was supposed to report to prison. Uh, I think Tuesday, Wednesday this week coming up. Uh, he wanted it to put off till September, and basically the judge told him go uh, go pound sand. Uh, you got to be there by the fourteenth of July. Bring your own soap. Uh, but anyway, so this congressman Cedric Richmond of Louisiana uh, was he was part of this congressional hearing. And uh, let's let's start with uh, there's two two drops here. Let's listen to the first one. Uh, Mr. Chairman, let me just start by saying that uh, part of our colleagues said that, you know, the whole hearing is here so that we can embarrass the president. Let's just be clear. If we wanted to embarrass the president, we would sit back and do nothing and just let him continue to embarrass himself and say that you should drink bleach or disinfectant to cure COVID-19, that he slowed down testing that it will magically go away, or the absurd statement that he has done more for black people than Abraham Lincoln. So uh, in law, we just say rest is for loquitur, which means the thing speaks for itself. So instead of trying to embarrass the president, we would just let him continue to do it himself. Now, that was his opening statement. <laughs> you know, again, uh, you're doing fine. Uh, as as more than one person has said here, the best thing Joe Biden can do is stay on the porch, stay in the basement. Um, Absolutely. I, I and again, somebody I don't often quote, but I, uh, I was watching yesterday the Reverend Al Sharpton talking about Trump basically hanging himself. Uh, this very thing, it's you know, talking about Biden staying on the porch and. He said when he was a young man, an, uh, an older preacher once said to him, the man's at the end of the cliff, stay back. Because uh, there's a big difference between, you know, if you go to help him, it goes from suicide to homicide. Just let him do it himself. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention the fact that uh, he might just take you with him. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, oh, here's Buckethead again. Because I know how much you love Sean Hannity. What's at stake oh, in this election as you compare and contrast, and what is what are your top priority items for a second term? Well, one of the things that will be 
Really great. You know, the word experience is still good. I always say talent is more important than experience. I've always said that. But the word experience is a very important word. It's in a very important meaning. I never did this before. I never slept over in Washington. I was in Washington, I think, 17 times. All of a sudden, I'm president of the United States. You know the story. I'm riding down Pennsylvania Avenue with our first lady, and I say, this is great. But I didn't know very many people in Washington. It wasn't my thing. I was from Manhattan, from New York. Now I know everybody. And I have great people in the administration. You make some mistakes, like, you know, an idiot like Bolton. All he wanted to do is drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to kill people. Now, I defy anybody to find an answer in there regarding his second term. Oh, yeah. And let's face it. Uh, when he brought Bolton on, he was playing, Trump was playing right into what he wanted to do. He could, this man could not wait to lob a bomb into Syria. It was right. Syria, right? Yeah. Remember the mother right. of all bombs he lobbed in? I mean, he couldn't wait. Moab. So don't, yeah, don't uh, don't sit there and try to say, oh, you, you don't have to lob, lob bombs at everybody. I think there was probably one or two people within his administration that told him that, you know, you better chill on this. If you start lobbing bombs into other countries two weeks into your presidency here, uh, it's not going to go over very well. So, Well, also bear in mind, he talks about idiots and losers that he's had to fire. Well, who hired them, knucklehead? Mm-hmm. And remember, and, and there's video montages of all this, of him, you know, touting, oh, uh, Rex uh, Rex Tillerman, oh, the greatest man on the planet, this, that, and the other thing, you know. And then fast forward, he's an idiot, he's a loser, he's, you know, look, he's uh, he did it himself. So, yeah, Dude, I this just... Whole, I'm sorry, this whole thing... Reminds me of a classic WWE, uh, what you want to skit, if I can't think of any other word. I mean, you got two guys that are tag team partners, and yeah, my partner, he's the best guy in the whole world. Together, we're going to win championships, blah, 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 blah. Three weeks later, he gets accidentally hit in the head with a chair, and they're feuding, and this guy is the worst scum of the earth, you know? Right. It It is. It's just like... But that, the whole Trump administration it fits fits a WWE script. I kid you not, folks. If you're wrestling fans, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's it's interesting you bring up WWE because, and I know you've seen this because I sent it to you last night. Now the audio I'm about to play, Kids and Kittens, is hilarious on its own right. But I implore you to go to RadioTFI.com and see the video that's attached to it. If you think this is a hoot and a holler, you'll think this is a, is a real, oh, you, you won't be, the guy nails it. And John, I you know, I'm talking about the buttercream dream. <laughs> and uh, here you go. And by the way, I'm making no apologies for the language in this one. 
Donald Trump, listen here real quick, you small hands having flock of seagulls on your head wearing son of a gun. The buttercream dream has had enough of your perfidious ways, your Janice-faced scallywaggery, your duplicitous humbuggery. You think you can deceive the American people with your ongoing tomfoolery? Well, we've seen who you really are, Donnie. You're a liar, a grifter, a snake oil salesman who ain't even never seen a real snake. You openly violate the Constitution knowing that as long as you aren't shitting on the Second Amendment, your brainwashed, boot-licking supporters will sit there in awe while jerking off their shotguns. You're losing support. I've seen how many people came to your rally in Tulsa. The buttercream dream has seen more mammal titties at Bonnaroo. Well, that's it, you mentally unstable wannabe daughter fucking failed steak salesman. I'm calling you out. This Friday in a no-holds-barred match, winner gets a lifetime supply of beer. And check this out, Donnie. I drink with two hands, too. The, the video is priceless, kids and kittens. I, I I tell you what, but I love the way he just squeezes so many words and just uh, I mean two and three dollar words in there too. Uh, he, that I was thoroughly. Don't you impressed. just wish we could be like that? I I try to be like that. I try to throw in words like that, and, and but to do it at that oh that at that rate at, at that, that rate at that nope. rate and have it all make sense. And have nope. it all be coherent. Well, that's half of our battle here is is getting things to actually sound coherent. That oh, that's ain't that we have truth. to get past that before we can do anything else. Ain't that the truth? So I got a couple of more I'm going to play here. Uh, this one is uh, is Mr. White Bread and Mayonnaise himself, uh, your vice president, Mike Pence at the uh, at the uh, COVID. Does Pence actually talk? Yeah, he does. He doesn't say nothing. He you don't no. know. This is going to prove it. By the way, you don't have to prove it. At one of those uh, COVID uh, press briefings, if you will, some months ago, somebody asked Pence a question. Uh, when he was done talking, Trump said, look, see that? You asked him a question, he talked for five minutes, never got close to the answer. <laughs> and it was true. He didn't. So take, take a listen to your uh, see-through vice president. Sound though, like you're saying, do as we say, not as we do. You're telling people to listen to local officials, but in Tulsa, you defied local health officials to have an event that, even though you say it didn't result in a spike, dozens of Secret Service agents, dozens of campaign staffers are now quarantined after positive tests. And then in Arizona, one of the hardest-hit states, you packed a church with young people who weren't wearing masks. So how can you say that the campaign is not part of the problem that Dr. Fauci laid out? Well, I, I want to remind you again that the freedom of speech and the right to peaceably assemble is enshrined in the Constitution of the United States. Uh, and even in a health crisis, the American people don't forfeit our constitutional rights. Yeah, yeah, but, the, you know, they do forfeit. Uh, they don't want to forfeit breathing either, Mr. Yeah. Pence. You talk about... You hear that kind of deep breath that he took just before he answered that question, that... <laughs> He just really drew the breath in on that one. The video. Oh, and, and, and by the way, just I'm sorry. One more thing here. That right for free speech and the right to protest is all good and fine as long as you're Lily White and uh, you're supporting a dumbass president. That's right. But if you're Black Lives Matter, oh, you know, you're rioting, you're doing this, you're disrupting this. Yeah, okay. Isn't there a little hypocrisy in that whole statement? Well, just enough to keep it interesting. Well, yeah, okay. 
But uh, speaking of him breathing in, if you watch the video, the the briefing, whatever it was, uh, you can see him actually, you can see the wheels turning through his clear forehead. Oh, crap, how do I get out of this one? And by the way, there was a, a list of things that uh, that this committee recommended, and Pence car went down through all of them. And, of course, wearing a mask was on there. Instead of saying that, he said, and let's all pray. You know what? Praying's not going to keep COVID out of my nose. And no. I got one last one dealing. <laughs> this is from Palm Beach County, Florida, my former neighbor to the north. And they had a county commission meeting a few days ago on Wednesday. And there were more people up there that were just. And the, the county is, is, uh, is about to mandate or has mandated wearing a mask anywhere in Palm Beach County. This is where West Palm Beach is. This is where Mar-a-Lago is and, and all that. This is where a lot, a lot of wealthy people are. But this one young lady uh, exercised her right to free speech and came up to speak to the commissioners and uh, uh, buckle in. That's all I'm going to say is buckle in. You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And my, the people, we the people, are waking up. And we know what citizen's arrest is. Because citizen's arrests are already happening, okay? And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask but every single one of you are going to get punished by God you cannot you cannot escape God you cannot escape God I'm gonna say that again you cannot escape God not even with the mask or six feet okay six feet like I said before is military protocol you're trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras the 5g comes out what they're, they're gonna they're gonna scan everybody we got to get scanned we got to get temperatured the kids have to go to school with masks are you insane are you crazy I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now because none of you none of you know what the hell you are all talking about this is insane and then you want to open this meeting with a prayer to God are you praying to the devil because God is not listening to that prayer because all of you are practicing the devil's laws what happened to Bill Gates why is he not in jail why is Hillary Clinton not in jail why are all of the, all of these pedophiles that are demanding you all to, to listen to their rules why are they not in jail oh is it because you're part of them Thank are you, you part of the deep your state time has expired. the deep state is going down and if any of you are morning. in the deep state you're going down with it I'm my future ex-wife I'm in love <laughs> this 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 little firecracker I mean she got wound up apparently her spring broke somewhere down the line uh, because she and by the way, there's uh, there's video of more similar to that at this same meeting. Just a whole line of, you know, uh, Trump mouth breed breeders. Uh, you know, and I, I, I hate to say it, but it's the way she's handling this. You almost wish that she'd go out there and swim in a pool of coronavirus and go home and bring it to grandma. Well, well.
No, you know, I'm sorry. I know we don't, you don't like doing that. You don't like to wish bad on people. I don't normally like to wish bad on people, but this stuff is so common sense that it's, it's, it's not even funny. Look, the, it'd be nice if you could see if the, the, the coronavirus would leave a little calling card. You know, so you can kind of see them coming. So you don't know. You know, it looks like right now with the protests that, you know, all the protesters across the country and all over the world, for that matter, you, you'd be, you're surprised that there hasn't been any cases, any real known cases of spreading the virus through there. There have been no hot spots in there. Why? Because a great majority of them were wearing masks, not even necessarily surgical. They were just keeping their mouth and nose covered for the most part. I don't know how effective what they were. Some of them were wearing T-shirts. Some of them were wearing bandanas. Uh, but they were, at least in that es essence, they were trying. They were doing their part. As pissed off as they were, they were at least responsible enough to do the do the right thing. And you're in a crowd, you're in a small, you know, in a small space, in some cases, lots of people. And, but, you, but you're keeping your face covered. And that seems to be, that seems to, to work. That seems to be the one thing. We've been wearing masks up here in Minnesota. Um, I don't think we're doing it as good as we should be, but we're doing it. We're doing it. We're still over 50%. Of people that are wearing masks. Um, now, do I wear my mask when I'm in my car and I'm alone? No. Do I wear my mask when I just have one single passenger in the car? Depends. Uh, most of them sit back. Some of them even sit in the back of the van. And I still have that shield there. That shield works pretty damn good, in my opinion. Unless you got somebody coughing and you know whatever most people are actually sit back there and be quiet which is also another good thing they're not spraying their you know they're not spraying their germs forward they're just keeping quiet other than hello and goodbye great thing so i think i think we're doing it right here in minnesota i think we're doing it you're doing it right in new york but, you know, you got that don't tread on me mentality in the South. You know, it's amazing their representative is a snake, but we won't uh, we won't go into that, I guess. But, no, I, I just think that somebody like that who is just talking out of their ass, you know, it, it's one thing, Ed, it's one thing for you to say, you know, that this is wrong. I don't think there's there's proof and evidence that wearing a mask could, could be harmful. Well, if you use the same mask over and over and over and over again, it may be harmful. I don't know. Uh, but for her to, oh, you're devil, you're praying to the devil, and this, uh, you know, shut the hell up, okay? Just shut the hell up. That's it. Tapping out. Yeah, she was a little nutty, I mean. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Finally, the last piece of audio I have is actually a holdover from last week. 
that we didn't get to. And uh, it's our good pal, our opposition correspondent, Brent. He, uh, he had a little something to say about Aunt Jemima. So I just seen on Fox News that surprise, surprise, all these Democrats and soy boys got something else canceled. And you know what I'm talking about, Aunt Jemima? That pisses me off. What on flat earth is going on? First, it was the broad from the Lando Lakes box. She slowly disappeared like she was in that picture from Back to the Future. And now it's Aunt Jemima. No butter, no syrup. I'm just supposed to choke down my dry ass pancakes with my hydroxychloroquine every morning. Mark my words, they're not going to stop till they get all the food. That lady from Chiquita Bananas, Eskimo Pies, even Uncle Ben knows with great racism comes great responsibility. How's it racist in the first place? Just because you take a stereotype from one race, it demeans a whole group of people and just might remind them of a time when they were treated subhuman? I don't think so. Well, if we're out here just canceling stuff, as a fat white American, I want the Michelin man gone. I want the Pillsbury Doughboy gone. I don't want no more of my white culture to be appropriated. I don't want Mrs. Dash to be selling empty packets of seasoning. I don't want Ritz to put a white guy on the box. And I damn sure don't want Smith & Wesson to have a white guy advertising AR-15s because that's a little too close to the truth. <laughs> I'm just glad none of these sports teams have any racist mascots. Now get off my property. <coughs> and again, that's uh, Brent, our opposition correspondent. Uh, and that's, geez, that, that should have been played last week, but we got... <clears throat> Excuse me, we we got sidetracked. So, us get sidetracked? Yeah, how did that happen? Actually, I'm he sounded it. like he was going a little slower today. Yeah, actually, a little low drag on that one. Yeah, he hasn't actually hasn't put anything out in the meantime. Uh, I got a couple of tweets here that I want to get out there because I found them amusing. Uh, this came from the front page, the September twenty fifth, nineteen thirty eight edition of the Oregonian, Oregonian in Portland, Oregon. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Rhode Island, September 24th. Charles Kelville walked into a temporary morgue and looked at a body which had been identified as his. Nope, he said. That ain't me. And walked out again. <laughs> I, John's shaking his head. I don't, do you get it? understand? I got it. That's not I me. got it. That's worse than some of my jokes. Jesus. I thought, hey, that was, they get that from you had one job out there on the Twitter. Oh, by the way, and here's something from my favorite senator and yours, uh, Marco Rubio down there in FLA. Uh, Little Marco put something out? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that's so. Yeah, every now and again he Did, opens, give, he did opens, you give him a lollipop for this one? Well, he's... Uh, you know, he's the guy that trained Trump on how to drink water. 
Why has nobody else made that connection? Anyway, so Marco Rubio says that 95% of Americans will survive COVID-19. So that means 5% of us are expendable, and that means 16.5 million of us. Well, think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I've said a hundred times, it, it's not real until it actually affects somebody you know or love. Well, I, at the point there is, as people keep saying, well, it's only 1% of the population. Stop and think about that. Number. Only? Only 1%. If you say only 1% of a dollar, that's a penny. Only uh-huh. 1% of a million people is 10,000 people. That's not the well, question. Apparently either. they're expendable, I guess. Speaking, I... Of, speaking of 10,000 people, that's almost the number of people who were diagnosed uh, confirmed cases in the Sunshine State yesterday. Yesterday, in a 24-hour oh. period. So, enjoy them haircuts, kids and kittens. Uh, exactly. Yeah, go to the beach. Let's end on a light note. What do you say? Oh, end it any way you want it. Uh, I'd like to talk about this for a couple minutes. I found just this, end it. <laughs> I've, I've just, <laughs> we got 15 minutes now. let's try to behave ourselves and you can go seek your therapy while you're off this week okay uh hey i might dust off the shannon files here so be uh... (laughs) uh knocks your socks out so anyway so uh meredith frost tweeted this and she sent a copy of it chuck jones uh if y'all don't remember who Chuck Jones is, he was the guy behind a lot of the Warner Brothers cartoons, especially uh, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Uh, he did a lot of Bugs Bunny, that kind of stuff. But here were Chuck Jones's rules for writing the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote cartoons, and and it's very interesting. What and and as I start reading them, you'll start thinking about some of this stuff and go, yeah, that's right. Rule number one: the Roadrunner cannot harm the Coyote. Except by going, Mimi. Think about it. What the Roadrunner ever? Nothing. Just taunted him. And he, the Roadrunner never taunted him. He didn't care. He just beep, beep, boom. Away he goes. Rule number two. Well, he did two. step out of the way on a couple of chases for the coyote to bash into something, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to get to that, too. Hold on. Uh, rule number two. No outside force can harm the coyote. Only his own ineptitude or the failure of Acme products. And again, that's every one of them. It's nothing anybody else does. He's just... You know there's never been a recall on Acme products? You know, somebody on this tweet said, well, why wouldn't he... uh, All the money he spent on Acme products, he could have just bought as much food as he wants. Which leads right into the next rule, by the way. Rule number three, the coyote could stop any time if he were not a fanatic. Repeat, a fanatic is one who redoubles his effort when he has forgotten his aim. That's from George Santana. Uh, I mean, he's just that focused on catching the roadrunner. A lot of things he could do. So, uh, rule number four, no dialogue ever except me, me. Rule number five, and this goes to what you were saying earlier. The roadrunner must stay on the road. Otherwise, logically, 
he would not be called Roadrunner. Brother. Well, that's within the context of the it's, cartoon. It's, it's, it's true. It's true. But when you have it put to you that way. Right, like, right. You don't think about it. You've never thought about the fact that the Roadrunner never left the road. Otherwise, he wouldn't be a Roadrunner. He'd just be a runner. Uh, let's see. Rule number six. All action must be confined to the natural environment of the two characters, the Southwest American desert. You've never seen it anywhere else. No, no. Rule number seven. All materials, tools, weapons, or mechanical conveniences must be obtained from the Acme Corporation. Which I don't think the Acme Corporation is in business anymore, to tell you the truth. No, don't, don't, don't rule that out. Whenever put rule number eight, whenever possible, make gravity the coyote's greatest enemy. <laughs> How many times did he fall? Have things fall on him? Think about going it. down. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to tell you, it's not in here, but I love the little signs. Yikes. <laughs> and finally, the, the final rule, rule number nine, the coyote is always more humiliated than harmed by his failures <laughs> and it's true it's true he's uh you know i mean they may show him in bandages briefly but you know he, he tends to get past that it's the kind of things you don't think about you know you see a cartoon and you've watched it you especially these warner brothers cartoons you've been watching them as long as you can remember you don't think but people had to put thought into these this is why they're as popular as they are to this day. You can still sit down and watch a Roadrunner cartoon. You know how it's going to play out. If you actually haven't seen this particular one, you pretty much already know how it's going to turn out. The The coyote uh, is going to chase him around, try a couple of things from Acme, and eventually, you know, fail. I have you ever know. seen the T-shirt or several? I was just thinking uh, of it. I was just uh, thinking where the where uh, the coyote has Roadrunner by the throat and says, "Beep beep, beep, beep your ass, ass. beep beep your ass, beep beep your ass." <laughs> yep, I was just I saw that T-shirt in the seventies. Somebody was wearing it. Uh, somebody I knew. I, I I remember exactly where I saw it. We were on a camping trip. Uh, and it was, I, I was 15, 16, uh, and even I got it, you know, beep, beep, you know, because, although, you know, technically he's never caught him, so. Uh, Reminds me of the t-shirt I, uh, I uh, found, I saw many years ago, when we remember the era of Spuds McKenzie, right? Oh. The party dog or whatever. Spuds. And and the and the T-shirt that had an image of a Bud Light truck running over, uh, Spuds saying, "Sorry, Spuds, party's over." Yeah, you know what? I'll say this about Spuds. It was an interesting and amusing idea for about twenty minutes. It you ran know, out of steam. Quick. Oh, but they not before they pounded it into the ground and beat uh -huh. it senseless. Uh, yes, there, there's no question. Again, it was an amusing bit, and I got a kick out of it. But it was just—it just got to be. It didn't to me. It didn't have the staying power of the frogs. No, I miss the right. frogs. More importantly, the frogs led into Frank and Louie, who I thought were hilarious. 
the lizards. <laughs> I, 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 you know, Budweiser, I, I don't know who did their spots at the time, but boy, oh boy. I mean. He's a rich man. We, we, we did, when we did our Super Bowl parties, really, the, during that, this was during that Frank and Hole, Frank and Louie and the Frogs and the Ferret. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I mean. We would just, the, the whole party would come to a dead stop when the Bud commercials came on. Because they were always the funniest. They were always the best. And by the way, you want to do yourself a favor. If you've never seen the Frank and Louie commercials, start with the early, go to YouTube, start with the frogs. It starts out very simply, Bud Wiser. And then it just goes off in a direction eventually that you would never anticipate that ends with nude ferrets. And I'll just leave it. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm right. You know, I'm right. Nude ferrets. Yeah, but you, you woke up a memory. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I poked that thing. Into... <laughs> Jesus. By the way, we have, we have the baseball schedule for next week. You do? Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do. It's actually up on the website right now. It's got its own webpage and all that. Uh, you can go check anytime. So, we're going to have two games a day, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, and it's 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. There'll be a replay at 10 p.m. Eastern. You you do the math on that. So our day games, starting with Monday, we start off with the uh, Detroit Tigers at the Chicago White Sox from 1965. Tuesday is the Texas Rangers versus the New York Yankees. That might have been the Rangers' first year in Dallas. I believe it was. I believe 71 was their last year in Washington as the Senators. Uh, the next day, it's Phillies-Mets from the Mets' first season in 1962. Thursday, we have the, the Pittsburgh Pirates versus them there at uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Can I interrupt you, by the way? Sure. Just, just a second. Sure. Just for the record. Yeah. The Texas Rangers have never played in Dallas. Uh, okay. Very good. The Dallas metro area. <laughs> The Metroplex. Boy, I got the look and the reaction I expected out of that. <laughs> Reel it in. <laughs> Thursday from Bush Stadium. It's the Pirates versus the Cardinals from 1971. Uh, Friday, we go back a little bit of ways to the Dodd... Uh, uh, it, it is the Brooklyn Dodgers versus them their Cincinnati Reds from 1957. Uh, once again, we see the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cubs from Wrigley Field in 1970. And uh, we finish off next Sunday uh, from 1971, the Angels, the then California Angels versus the Baltimore Orioles. Next week at night are 7 p.m. games. Starting Monday and running through Sunday, it's the 1968 World Series. The Detroit Tigers versus the St. Louis Cardinals. It's a seven-game series. We start Monday and go straight through till Sunday. That's 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time. Uh, feel free to tune in. We will post uh, the following week's schedule sometime during the week. Uh, some of us are still going to be working during our time off, but uh, we'll be there to keep things uh we'll be making some additions to the website there's a lot of goodies on there now including <laughs> undercover boss canada hey eh? 
I was shocked when I found it. I had no idea. I had no earthly idea. You know, she's kind of a, if you think about it, and that makes us even more honored to have her on this little corner of the uh, internet. But she's quite the little uh, celebrity up there in Canada. She is, quite she frankly. Is. I mean, is. she's been on uh, she's been on radio shows numerous of time, numerous yes. times up there. Uh, probably done a couple like AM Toronto type. Uh, I don't even know if there's an a, a AM Toronto, but you know what I'm talking about. Good Morning Canada or hey. something to that effect. I'll I'll bet she's done at least a few of those as well. Maple Leaf Mornings. Go. I'm just making it up now. You know, I should have asked her because she's a huge sports fan, by the way. Yes. You see her and her husband and the kids at the Maple Leafs games, at the Put Blue the Jays games. Put the biscuit in the basket, eh? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen her watch the Raptors, but. Oh, yeah. The, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're big Raptor fans, too. I've seen her post about it. See, and I've been fair about this whole thing. When the Raptors won last year, I was congratulating her to no end. Happy to see the Raptors win. But every time the Twins hand the Blue Jays their lunch, I'm definitely there. I'm definitely there to, hi, Christine. <laughs> so. You just stay away from. So we're going to have, we're going to have baseball. Yes. It really is going to happen. It's. it's- you know, we might be playing with uh, with teams for it's kind of like that same squad they put together on Independence Day to fly up against the uh, against the alien ships there. But uh, uh, it is uh, they're going to have baseball, and it's going to be a very fluid situation because you've already got teams that are announcing that they have some players. A lot of them won't tell us which players they are, but there are already players testing positive but somewhere along the line you're actually thinking ah it's no big deal so what this player's got covid but he's a strapping young man so he doesn't have to worry about it oh i wish people would stop saying that i i know i but and here's the other thing though okay so that's right okay so we know now that the 20 somethings and the 30 somethings as a majority pretty much come off unscathed by this. And that's good. Hey, I'm happy for him. But what about that 76-year-old coach? Can you imagine if Don Zimmer was alive during the COVID era? He'd put on his, sitting on a bench somewhere? He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be his, alive anymore. He'd, he'd put on his army helmet. And... I, I don't know. I, I hope this works out right, look, because I like, 75% of the population am starving for baseball, especially this year. Twins are supposed to be pretty good. That is if they can keep the roster out there. So I think that music means something. Does that mean something to you? Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, he just can't wait. <laughs> no, he can't. All right, well. Say it! Northern <laughs> From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, and in the immortal words of Steve Cannon, I got the money. See ya next week. Yes, if you keep on talking, baby, you know you're bound to
This is John Shannon. As you well know, there are thousands of podcasts out there. Each one puts out their opinion without taking any feedback from their listeners. At the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, we also give you our opinion, but we also have open phone lines plus other ways to offer your feedback. See for yourself. Tune into Radio TFI every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern, as well as Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, during the pandemic. Ed and I will be waiting for you.